Hello, and welcome to Franco-Friendly, a Marche through French history. I'm AJ Abdelrahman, and I'll be your guide through the fascinating and complicated history of the French. I would like to start today off with a small programming note. I have been having computer issues since shortly after the last episode of the podcast was posted, so things have unfortunately been on hiatus. The issues have been solved now, and I am in a position to resume scripting and posting episodes. I thank you all for your patience, and if you're hearing this further down the line, just disregard it, since it won't be relevant to those binging. Now, with that taken care of, on to today's topic, or more accurately, today's question. What was life like for the numerous Roman Gallic provincials, whether they be settlers from Italy, native inhabitants, or migrants from other nations? By searching through a combination of primary source documents, historian opinions, and a bit of creative license, I plan to construct a mock itinerary for a standard Roman Gaul, or, if you'd rather, a Gallic Roman. 6 a.m. Our Roman, Genericus, awakens with a stretch and a yawn. Looking out of his window, he sees that it is already dawn, so he must have slept in a bit. Grabbing a chunk of ponum, or sooty black bread, as well as porridge, Genericus heads off to his forge. 6.30. Genericus arrives at work. The lifeblood of any civilized community, the Caymanus provides for all smithing needs, domestic and military. As a fairly prestigious craftsman, Genericus is able to not only make a living, but a comfortable one at that. Being the local guildmaster, Genericus is even allowed to take three apprentices, but he feels that his needs can be comfortably met by just one the young, but resilient little Papyrus. Papyrus, being only ten years old, is as indefatigable as he is foolhardy, and in his morning preparations of the forge, he has already burned his hand. Bound by a slave who chided his brash nature, Papyrus's hand is surely not too badly burned. Were it serious, the local physician would have been involved, Genericus muses, since this slave knows enough of physiological matters to discern between emergent and controlled situations. I must surely reward him later with a bit of pork. After lightly lecturing Papyrus himself about the dangers of the forge, Genericus proceeds with his work. Beginning the workday with numerous orders already placed, he immediately set upon tackling the most important of them. Legate Lanius, impressed by Genericus's craftsmanship and work ethic, had requested he personally went about crafting him a new ceremonial sword. Requesting a gladius of steel, with jewels encrusting the hilt. The legatus had high expectations indeed. While working on such an important commission, Genericus couldn't allow himself to be distracted by others, and thusly asked his son to receive any visitors to the forge in his stead. 9am. Genericus takes a break. After hours of hard work on the legate's commission, Genericus decides to spend a bit of time relaxing before beginning his more standard duties. The family down the street needs a set of knives, the old stable master needs horseshoes, etc., etc. Though some may find this work to be monotonous or even soul-rending, Genericus revels in his skill, content in knowing he is greatly contributing to society in his own way. It's important to keep in mind here that he is far from done with the legate's gladius, as the forging process may take upwards of a month for him given his level of care for such an important project. Though he had only made a small amount of rough progress today, 
Genericus knows that great things often begin as minor ones, and this sword was to surely be a prime example. Dusting himself off, Genericus exits his workplace and wanders to the local, local tavern. Though we know relatively little of Roman bars, we can assume that they were as much a place of mirth, camaraderie, and spells of intoxicated vomiting as the ones of today. Here, Genericus meets up with a childhood friend, Avergia. Though she's on the clock as a barmaid, Avergia is still able to make time and see an old friend. Discussing current events, local gossip, and the health of their families over a couple of cups of wine, the two are able to comfortably chat and catch up. After this nice diversion, Genericus decides to indulge himself in a mid-morning walk before returning to work. Papyrus can handle things while I'm out, he thinks to himself. He's a bright enough kid. Strolling down the dirt road out of town, Genericus smiles and contemplates his position in society. He is lucky to be a skilled laborer at all, and luckier still to be a guildmaster. As he walks and thinks, he sees his youngest daughter at Ludus. Little Julia is learning her letters from the old magister, a well-regarded but crotchety freedman. Smirking, Genericus gives his favorite daughter a little wave, and then heads back to the forge, realizing it's getting later in the day. As time's arrow stops for no man, Genericus must use what remains of the morning to earn his bread. 10 a.m. Genericus resumes work. Feeling sufficiently rested, Genericus finds himself ready to get back to the old grind, somewhat literally in his case. Mostly creating farming implements, iron tools, and other mundanities standard to provincial life, he finds himself satisfied. By the time noon rolls around, Genericus eats a bowl of porridge with cheese and vegetables to satiate his growing hunger from the day's work. Resuming work, young Papyrus is getting tired, it seems, and he voices this to Genericus, saying, Please, master, can I not myself have a break as you have? Being kind, but firm, Genericus responds with a curt, No. As a master, it is his job to instill discipline and tenacity in his charge, and to do so often requires pushing him to exhaustion. Though clearly wanting to argue, the young ward shuts his mouth and returns to tending the forge. 9.30. Work ends. After many hours of hard labor, Genericus ends his work day. Most Romans worked from dawn till dusk, and on this day it meant a 15-hour work day. Finally finished fulfilling quite a few commissions, Genericus is ready to go home and relax with his family. As he and Papyrus are exiting the forge, however... Genericus is caught by a local religious nut, the legate's daughter Pompeia. Good evening, brother, she piously calls from across the road, approaching the craftsman. Damn it, is today another one of the million religious festivals? Do I have to pray to Jupiter to keep me from stubbing a damn toe? Ah, Pompeia, what a pleasant surprise, Genericus responds through gritted teeth and a fake smile. How are you today? I am doing well, brother, as I am on my way to celebrate. Ferelia is this day, as I'm sure you are aware, and I am moving my way toward the graveyard to celebrate with the local barbarians. Should we be able to encourage our customs upon them, they may be civilized yet. Pompeia continues chirping happily, and so Genericus feels obligated to join her on her pseudo-missionary work, lest her father hear poor words about him. Lucky for Papyrus, he was able to make himself scarce as soon as he saw the zealot approach. 10 p.m. Genericus joins in the festivities. 
As the legate and his kin were of true Roman stock, their family and an ancestral remains were far away in Rome proper. Because of this, they were unable to celebrate Feralia themselves, it being the capstone to the nine-day Paternalia celebrations. Will your parents be joining us? Genericus asks, hoping that there could, at the very least, be that silver lining to the excursion. Regretfully, they shall not. Father is deeply engrossed in his work, and mother is ill as of late. Work my ass, Genericus thinks to himself. I'm sure he's just sampling the local flavor. Everyone knows that's how he spends his free time. What a disgusting insult to both marriage and the Legion. Seeing Pompeia is clearly oblivious to the fact, however, he simply responds with a, I see, that is unfortunate. Making small talk along the way, the cemeterium slowly comes into the duo's view. It looks like the locals are already celebrating, Pompeia shouts, and then briskly moves towards the group of confused and annoyed Gauls. Genericus awkwardly follows her. These poor people, he thinks, forced to follow all of our inane rituals without even understanding why they need to. On the gods in general, Genericus doesn't care one way or the other, and that's on a good day. On days like these, he hates them, for being such an inconvenience for no discernible reason. At the ritual site, an old, drunken hag sits in a circle alongside girls of varying age, young Pompeia included. Though she is already of twenty summers, she is nonetheless the youngest there, and certainly the most enthusiastic participant. As they proceeded to perform their rites, Genericus takes the chance to slip out of the crowd and try to return home. 11 p.m. Genericus goes home for dinner. As Genericus is fairly late returning home, his family has already eaten and went to bed. Grabbing what his wife has left for him of the meal, Genericus munches on leftover pork in a stew alongside numerous vegetables. Though the day was long and his work quite hard, Genericus is nonetheless happy with how it had went, and he's now ready to go to bed for much-deserved sleep. By 11.30, Genericus is in bed with his wife, and his day has officially come to an end. He dozes off into the realm of dreams, hoping that every day can be as contenting as this one. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope that this week's change of format wasn't too jarring. I decided that a day in the life would get across more of the mundane simplicity of Roman Gallic life than a more formal description would. In addition, I would also like to thank my good personal friend and artist, Kelly Tanner. She has made custom covers for each episode on our Instagram, at Franco underscore friendly. So feel free to check it out as well as the new subreddit, r slash Franco friendly. I hope that you enjoyed exploring Genericus's daily routine, and thank you very much for listening. Next week, we will be entering the post-Roman period. Excuse me, next episode, we will be entering the post-Roman period of France and discussing the changes therein. I've been AJ Abdelrahman, and this is Franco Friendly. <laughs>